Mugs, you can see, you can hear the hats are on, the alligator blood hat and the two mugs cords hats, which means we're back for a massive group one day. Bean, you counted them up one, two, three, four, five group ones around the country <laughs> and a thousand meter cutest race at Doombin. Looking forward to it or what? Um, yeah, pretty exciting. There's a couple of good um, good Queensland chances, um, particularly in the Oakley Plate, which is pretty exciting. Um, then we obviously got the Blue Diamond. I think that's a bit of a lottery. The Blood's back, which is always good. And then um, and the Blue Army down um, down in Sydney, just trying to trying to start off the season nice and strong as they already have done. So um, yeah, it's a pretty good weekend. And then and then I guess we've got to scrape the barrel and try and you know find a winner or two up here at Doombin, keep the best bets rolling. Well, two-year-olds come to the forefront, and you're right, they've been in secret into Animo. Lloydie, their former two-year-old champions, those two. Is it just a simple way to go? I hope so, mate, because I've um, I've sniped the overs from about three months ago in both of these early markets, so I'm sitting pretty into the weekend. But, I, um, yeah, I think those two group ones in Sydney are pretty straightforward. The, the three in Melbourne, though, that is a total dartboard job, all three of them. Yeah, well, mate, we're used to it because we seem to be tipping uh, Brisbane Racing every uh, every week. And if you're watching us there, Mugs, we're doing it via Zoom and you can tune into Gatton race number two in my background here. Uh, but, boys, let's start off hot. Last week, Lloydie and Moz to the forefront. Uh, well, we'll get the verdict fast. What's next for Nature Strip? No abnormalities post-race. Uh, I think I sort of touched on it because I'm just such a, a hero, but... As he's getting a little bit older, he just may be, you know, set him up for the grand final kind of horse. He's just not going to have that pure domination that we've seen. It's just a hard pill to swallow with champions sometimes. Yeah, yeah I think so. happened. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was one of those ones I was like, oh, this isn't good. It just, yeah, as soon as, I think it was about the two or 300 and he was well beaten then. Like, just not not necessarily they were past him, but you could see that there was, was just a couple more, a couple more steps and it was all over, so... Yeah, you're probably right. He's probably a grand final horse. This surely is, this is his last hurrah, right? Like he's not going to go around again next year. You would not think God couldn't possibly. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't imagine that they bring if he, especially. I mean, they're going straight to a TJ Smith now, so that's already going to be you know, five or six weeks between runs, and I doubt he has another one. If if anything, like potentially they come to they come to Queensland and they they do run him in a doom in a doom and ten thousand and you know at one point there they they toyed with the idea of a Stradbroke. I heard a few people saying you know like the thousands too sharp for him now that he's an eight year old. Maybe you know as as bizarre as it is to think maybe a fourteen hundred meters in a Stradbroke or a or a thirteen hundred in a Kingston Smith Cup wouldn't necessarily be beyond him. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there because he's, I mean, the last few seasons, he's, he's almost been that vulnerable first up, second second up, if anything. Um, and, you know, that was no different on Saturday and he's only been beaten two and a half lengths. So let's be let's be fair. It's not that bad of a result. Uh, but you're yeah. right, Lloyd. You could set him now for the TJ and just kick him over the winter. And, I mean, if he bounces back for a spring, then they have another crack at a spring. But he's almost done it all, hasn't he? 
Exactly. Well, you know, like by caviar years ago, they sort of gave her that bit of a farewell tour and they ran her in Adelaide, they ran her in Brisbane, they went to Sydney, obviously they went over to the UK. It could sort of be a little bit like like that with the uh, with the strip. Give the uh, give the punters and the racing fan a little bit of something to get excited for, you know. Like I'm sure even if he goes into a into a Doombin ten thousand on the back of three or four straight losses from from the Everest last year all the way through to you know doom and 10,000 day i'm sure it would draw a crowd still if you got to to be there to see the champ maybe one final time that's it and i know one thing uh that bean's keen for it's dicks out for the strip so he'd be in attendance for sure wouldn't you mate uh yeah probably would be actually when's that when's that um rugby union world cup they might even get steve hansen just they'll just wherever the all, all blacks are playing they'll just run nature strip at a, at a race meet there could be you know <laughs> could be out at gatton perhaps even they'll just belt him around the corners kill coy give him a run at all those sorts of tracks maybe just to just to see how he goes carrying 120 kilos well the the vibe has always been that he's just an absolute gun on the straight so i'm thinking rocky king once he goes up and oh, yeah. send it to your mate Tommy Smith up there, mate, and just set him up for the Rocky 800 meter dash every week. <laughs> it'd, be hard, it'd be hard to beat in Rocky Gamer. <laughs> that much. <laughs> Carrying uh, 95 kilos. If anything, we might Master, have to him. Master Jamie well, might, get him, might, Master Jamie might get him with a winnable weight if he's in the race. <laughs> I think they changed it a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago. I think Max weighed in both the Cup and the Newmarket now, regardless of your rating, is 61. So. Um, he'd be he'd be very well weighted. Yeah, moral would be the word to describe him. <laughs> I don't like using the word moral, but he would be. <laughs> no, we only use that word when Zaki's involved, and uh, unfortunately, which is not this weekend. And Lloyd, I'm sorry to disappoint, but there is no Rocky on Saturday, from what I can see. Or maybe there is. They just don't put the markets up yet. But anyway, Friday it is. Yep. Well, there we go. Well, we need to we need to move on. Let's start hot because we we're talking about Group One. Horses and it's just group one fever all round. Let's get the dart job out of the way because this blue diamond stakes look most years it is like this, let's be honest. But uh, I can't remember a, a blue diamond where there's just been form lines coming from everywhere that seemingly seem shit housery. Lloydie, would you tend to agree? I would, mate, uh, to an extent. Um, in saying that, at the two at the top of the market, I think Steel City arguably brings the best form into the race despite being a maiden runner. She ran second to Learning to Fly, who is your $4 slipper favourite, and she's unbeaten. She also ran second to Red Resistance, who lowered the colours of King's Gambit. Jury's out with him, but, you know, he was your one-time $5 golden slipper favourite. So um, plenty of good form there. Barber, on the other hand, what's he won? He's won all three of his starts. He He's won the Blue Diamond Prelude uh, for the Colts and Geldings. I think six of the last 12 Blue Diamond winners have come through a win in the in that prelude um gets a middle draw jamie carr winning four mate good form beware of the unbeaten runner so barbara on top for me barbara um yeah i'm with um i'm with i want i want to get the the heart fluttering of the um the old quacker and gay um gay Waterhouse. I reckon the instructor is a bet here for me. Um, it's two for two, like a lot of them. I mean, they've all had two runs, you know, so you can't sort of take a whole stack out of it. But it was 0.2 lengths behind Ana Visto in a trial leading into this, which looks pretty good after its um, impressive win last weekend. So barrier six, it'll take it up. I tend to like her as Moza 
um, often goes to a two-year-old that sort of cruises along out in front um, should be hard to get past it'll be rock hard fit for that yard and I think um, $9.50 it's a bet for me all righty well we're looking at three different choices here boys which uh, is great for the ROI fans out there because we might have one winner <laughs> or three losers uh, I'm sticking with that bar before but I'm looking at a little brose, a little brose, if you want to call it, for Mickey D, the uh, the Hayes boys train up. Um, just what I like about this particular horse was it was it was flying late there at the 1100. So I don't think a lot of these two-year-olds, you can make a case that they want to get to that 1200. You just obviously got to find the ones that they do. Uh, and last prep there at Caulfield beat Cylinder, who has come out and set the world on fire uh, after some issues there, this prep as well. So form line reads pretty true through uh, a few of the Godolphins there. So a little brose for uh, for the bros out there. <laughs> yeah, mate. So I, um, I reckon he's he's definitely a top three chance. As for the instructor with Bean, just sort of, it's not a mugs podcast without sort of sticking the boot into one another. He mentioned that it'd be hard to get past, hard to get past for the first 800 metres and then I get a stitch. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I just thought I just thought you probably need a little bit of, you know, we need a little bit of fight for the reels so that if it does not get a stitch, I look like an idiot or I look like a genius when it hits a brick wall. Yeah, well, I'll be I'll be cheering. I'll be there'll be a few of these ones coming through when yeah. um, <laughs> when it when oh, it don't worry. on. It'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be replicated. <laughs> Well, at about that 800 meter mark would be where Espiona's pulled up for a uh, a drink of milk. So to be able to join in there with one of our other favourites that goes around uh, <laughs> race five there at Sandown. Mm-hmm. Oh, beauty! God, the sooner that retires, the better, I reckon. All right, well, lads, let's head up to the Great North. And yes, Rocky Form, settle down. I know you're on the bunnies already, but we're talking about Bris Vegas. We're talking about Doombin because we're back there. Look, there has been a little bit of rain this week, which uh, any fans of the show, uh, which is, you know, a couple of the family members, know that that equates to a heavy tent there at Doombin. So I've done my form on soft. Lloydie, you've done your form on a heavy, and Bean just does what he does to find a winner, which is all we need. But Rail's going to be out three. Bean, we'll start with you. The first sort of four races, uh, is there anything that has caught your eye? Uh, I know there's a few uh, repeat offenders that go around for us in those first four. Um, there's one in the fourth, but I'm going to come back to it for the Masters Lock um, segment of the show. So, um, I mean, I feel like the scat in, is in for the whole bit yard, so we'll see how that goes. I think it's Blinker's first time. Um, but, no, there's nothing that really jumps off the page at me. There's a few that I've sort of backed before, but I'm sort of steering clear apart from race four, but I'm going to get to that a bit later on. Yeah, mate, Felix Scatter in the first race for the, the Holbert Yard Trod Super at Deacon on Tuesday. Um, I won't make it a, a tip here. It'll probably be a tip on Saturday morning, but uh, we'll go to race two for a little bit of a, a little bit of an early play. Uh, we like these 2,200-metre benchmark 78, something about the, the middle-distance weekly Chris Waller handicap, and that is exactly what this is. Um, at a quick look... Uh, our good friend Chris Waller hasn't got one here, but a horse that has been winning them of late, and that is head of state for the Chris Waller stable. James Orman wrote it a couple of weeks ago. Today or Saturday, he's on Namakawa for the Rob Heathcote yard, who ran second ahead of state last start. Uh, this bloke gets to Doombin now. The soft track, is he's a two-time place getter. 
um, from five goes on a soft. He's, he's not much of a winner. He's only won four races. One was on a synthetic. But I think Doombin will suit. Um, he's, he's had a lot of runs now. He's, he's fit. Uh, he's run well here at Doombin before, like I said, and I think this might be his race. Namakawa in race two. Lloydy, I'm going to go absolutely head-to-head head with you there in race two because one that I tipped on top last week, Coupe de Tonnerre. I love these pronunciations. Yeah. But a bit of an interesting play by team TJ yeah. Bossman Dolan because he doesn't usually back them up after a week. So that tells me that this horse is flying. That tells me that this horse does not like Eagle Farm, is a doom and specialist, and same jock booked on board as well. So he must have had nothing but good things to say, old K-Dubs, after he's hopped off there. So, yeah, that'd be a, an interesting pink gin, Bundy rum, concoction cocktail on the line that both of you and I would love to drink, to be honest. <laughs> Look at you giggling there, Bean. You must have a winner in race number five for us. We can, so. Yep, that'll certainly be a, um, a good yeah, um, race five. Um, Santero is basically a launch bet. I think. Um, I think it was it was the run of the race last start. It was just held off by Bryce Kingdom, who just led them around the corner in a jolly in a jolly run, and nothing sort of took it on the whole way. It jumped out of the pack. Um, Santero flew home up to the mile here. It's got a. I don't think it's. Oh yeah, it has yeah six runs, two wins, and two placings. We've got Jimmy Orman on second up. I think it is almost as a close to a good thing as you get all day at Doombin, to be honest. Yeah, and Lloydie, it looks like you've uh, you've rejoined us there on the on the cutout with the Wi-Fi. But we were there that day, Santiro uh, stormed mm-hmm. home to uh, to finish the closest second you'll ever see. But was on a day that nothing was making ground, which probably just warranted the run itself. Uh, are you backing us in there with? Uh, the premiership leading jockey on board, Jimmy Orman. Yeah, two things. Um, one, when was the last time you saw Jimmy Orman ride for the Steve O'Day and Matt Hoisted yard? Um, that's got to be a push. I don't know if it's owners wanting that or or he sort of seeks the ride. Um, but I like I can't think of a horse that Orman's ridden for for them in in a long, long time. Um, but mate, I'm with Bean. I, I think she's pretty close to best of the day here at Doombin. She um, she should have won those last two starts that she had in Victoria, first and second up before joining the stable up here. Um, all, all reports are she's flying. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her a, a group three winner um, over the winter carnival here towards a Tats Tiara. She probably is not good enough to win a Tats Tiara, but plenty of races for those mares and she's um she's one horse that'll be right in that mix yeah yeah 100 percent. and uh i noticed well Jaden, great fan of the show Jaden pink eye lloyd has uh as his closest friends like to call him he's <laughs> down on uh shooting for gold there on saturday yes. uh, in uh in the oakley plate so we'll get to that race in a minute but kudos to you as well as the other favorite of the mugs benny thompson so pretty much jimmy orm is just going to have a fill up here on saturday because who else is going to ride against him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's him versus KWT for the day, I think. <laughs> well, they'll go head-to-head again in race number six, and it's the Colts and Geldings. We're going over the 1,200 metres, and you've noticed that none of these have had a Metro win, hence why it's a no Metro winners handicap. Uh, your favourite, pick one out of a hat, and I'll tell you, it's buying time with no jock nominated as of yet. So who knows if they'll even go there. Lloyd, I'll start with you, mate, because you're all about this data, the sectionals, everything, everything and everything. But pretty disappointing to I last start, but hindsight's a great thing. Wide barrier, 
nothing running on, had its excuses. Is it the quality if it goes there? Um, well, I hate the horse. I'll be I'll be honest. After last start when I got beat because it was the last leg of a nice little all up that uh, would have been very handy. But uh, mate, look, you're probably right. No jockey listed on what I'm looking at here. Is there is that a different story for for you guys? I just wonder if maybe it won't be a starter. Um, uh, I think it, I think it could probably be out. No jocks, non mate. No jock, yeah. Especially from barrier one. Like fair enough if it drew barrier. 20 kind of thing you could imagine but interesting um i'm with i'm with that man again jimmy orman um you'd swear he's he's paying me but lord markle i thought nothing wrong with this horse trialed alongside uncommon james at deegan back in at the end of january they they thought highly enough of him to go to uh, randwick first up the the campton stable there on the gold coast so far from disgrace beaten two and a half by munitions and sacrimony in a benchmark 78 gets here um what is it, a, a no Metro wins um, over the 1,200. I thought Barry Five, that man, Orman on board. There's a, there's a lot to like about this horse. Yeah, I'm with you. Lord Michael is a big bet here. $10 is crazy overs. It'll be um, it'll be on real close to winning this, if not winning, I think. Um, all the uh, comments that you just made, agree? Mm. Great. Uh no, look, I'm going one a little bit different through the uh, the same sort of form line uh, as the buying time form line, which led us all down last week. But Situation Room comes through the same uh, barrier, uh, same race. Barrier 17 is an absolute killer. It's going to get in here with no weight whatsoever. I don't think AJ takes anything more off than 52, but uh, speed everywhere, as most of these bloody no-winner bush horses do. Should be able to get a spot and just that Tony Golan polish. I mean, it's he's the master of placement almost. So yeah. I've a favourite will probably end up even shorter than that, which is a, a big, big, big worry. But that's why we're the mugs, mate, and we love it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let's let's uh, shift focus real quick from a no wins Metro handicap to another group one. And, of course... You see it on the hat. He's an absolute cult hero. He can race back now in New South Wales as well, the alligator blood. So who knows what uh, the next sort of year for this fella looks like. But Bean, I'm Thunderstruck. Didn't do the job for your last start. Um, what did you think of the run? And B, can he bounce back? Um, no, he didn't. But I was on Jackano that day, so that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Cool. Um, look, I'm uh, I'm with the blood. This is I'll stop him. I can I can stop the blood at the best of days. So I'm um, I'm actually jumping on. I just think barrier four. I, I like the pattern. I mean, I'm thunderstruck. Will improve obviously off that run first up, but he just uh, he takes a race by the scruff of the next. Mister Mozart should go forward with him, but Blake Shin, Jamie Carr. I like Blake, and I think, um, yeah, I, he's just rock hard fit, and he's just airborne at the moment. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm scared jumping back on, but that's where I'm landing in a in a fairly even sort of race, I reckon. Yeah, there'll be um, a few people sort of saying that he he might get that soft lead alligator blood, but uh, I I tend to disagree. Um, I, I, he'll obviously be forward, but I don't think it'll be a soft a soft lead. And mate, one of our favourite videos that gets uh, passed around the group chat a little bit. Um, how should I describe you? Should I call you Mr. Mr. Mozart? I thought he was an absolute moral beaten first up there at Sydney in the uh, the Southern Cross Stakes. If he was coming into this on the back of a group three win, I don't think he's 
I don't think he's a $21 chance. He's, I mean, he's $16 now, but I think he'd be that little bit shorter. He he did run in this race 12 months ago um, there, so he was he was disappointing there behind Marine one first up, and then he got beaten. He was three wide the trip. He was slow away. He ran last in this exact same race, but um, sort of the figures that he's run, that he ran first up this prep is, you know, it's about probably six or eight lengths better than what he did first up this time 12 months ago that run the other day i think just a complete forgive run he went back usually he goes forward he draws barrier one here damien oliver goes on board um he's going to be right in this race for a long way and i think i think he can be in the finish yeah i don't blame you for uh for looking through that replay there lord he absolutely m word beaten last start didn't even know he was going around myself until i kept uh seeing it all over the twitter's verse but the blood, I just can't not back him here. I mean, he's. I don't think that 2,000 is going to be his go going forward. So this <laughs> to, to the mile, uh, mate, don't choke on your words. I'm tipping him. Is his absolute <laughs> sweet spot. Uh, whereas, you know, a lot of these other ones are, are onwards and upwards. Probably that Queen Elizabeth target after the All-Star mile. So uh, alligator blood all the way for the Mozza. Let's do it. Let's get on board. Yeah, with the blood. Yeah. Well, should we, while we're at stand down, should we just stick at stand down, running hot? Do we have to go back to Dubin? We don't uh, have to, no. Uh, uh, we, can, we can bypass it if you would. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll go. We'll stick the stand down because this is, it always is a uh, an interesting race here because you, you sort of get that, uh, I guess, off-season, so you would speak, form that get into this race, absolutely rock-hard fit, Absolutely at the minimum weight. Uh, and look, Jamie Carr fans are up and about because I am me, fits that build perfect. Barrier one, 52 kilos on the back, $7, dollar, dollar. Uh, Lloydie, is that the form that's going to triumph here? And that form being Sydney form, but there is a bit of Queensland form in there. Rocky form, there might be if you look hard enough. Uh, I try. Don't you worry about that, but I don't think there is. Um, mate, Star Patrol, um, ex-Queenslander. Um, not sure how it didn't win Maidens in Brisbane, but anyway, here we are. He's uh, he's going to be very hard to beat in an Oakley plate. I just thought that that win at Sandown over the 1,000 metres first up on Australia Day, that was super lucky. He, he absolutely pissed in that day. He, he won by a length and a half a little bit further. Um, before that, he was third behind shooting for Golden Generation, admittedly. Um, but, you know, he, he sort of had a bit of a torrid run from memory that day. I, I feel like caught wide for the early stages and shooting for gold. Just got that. Again, middle of the track, he drops to 52 kilos. Like, he was, he was that big winner first up, oh, last start there with uh, with 55 and a half, and he carried 57 before that. So this is new territory for him. He's got that sand down, uh, sand down box ticked. If it stays dry, which it's looking like it will, even more in its favour, I think it's a, a cracking bet at $9.50 there. Star Patrol, Mickey D, get another group one this, this season. Yeah, well, Mickey D, Mickey D, Dean, are you a Mickey D fan, mate? Um, no, speaking of torrid runs, Uncommon James was a horse that did have one of them um, last start. I'm with um, I'm with the Steve Erdo and Matt Hoisted trained runner here with Benny Thompson on. I'd barrier 14, yes, it's 
poison-ish, but um, it gets weight swing on a key rival in Lofty Strike, who comes up a similar price. I just think um, I just think this horse could be absolutely anything. I, I mean, I know like what what Lloydie said, and obviously you've got the IME, and then don't forget Arseface Asfura. It's um, it's up the top of the market too there, so um, it's half a hope as well. But I'm with Uncommon James. I think it's um, yeah, it it basically bomb proof apart from the stinking ride it got last start. So um, it will attain here, I think. Yeah, another one uh, being that I'm looking through the same form line there. The horse that actually finished third behind Uncommon James, Chain of Lightning. I tell you what, if you watch the replay, this thing is absolutely parked in like a shopping centre that you wouldn't believe. So uh, I think the horse is flying. Craig Williams goes on 52.5 kilos. That's the kind of weight that you're either got Craig Williams or you're really searching, case in point, with a few of the other riders in this race. Uh, but the moody polish, I mean, the guy just seems to bloody, I don't know what Cobalt does, but it's doing something wonders, put it that way. <laughs> but it doesn't do anything <laughs> from what we've uh, been... Well, we've been told. Yes. Yeah. No, but look, he's fine. Uh, and from coming back yeah. from a, a boutique stable is what he's trying to do now. I don't think he's sort of a mm. boutique stable, but... Uh, when you've got four or five winners every single Saturday, you're probably a bit beyond that point, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's um, I don't think he's boutique. I think he's um, but he's a grand fun trainer for sure. Peter Moody gets him right on the right day, and they go bang generally. So no, he's he's flying as well. Mm-hmm. All righty, well boys, that's the uh, the Group One flavors there from down south, Sandown, Hillside, Lakeside, doesn't matter what side. If you can find a winner, good luck to you. But one man that uh, knows something about. Locking in winners. It's the Bazinga himself, Bean. Master lock, mate. The people want it. What have you got for us this week? Um, this week we've got um, we've got gear changes this week. So there's a couple um, couple of gear changes. Obviously, these are, um, I mean, the major gear change is the gelding for the um, the Colts out there, which obviously tends to get them focused in on the job. But um, two of the key gear changes that I look for when I'm looking at a horse that I might be looking to back are earmuffs off and blinkers on first time. So they're couple of classic sort of tune-up gear changes that I tend to search for. Um, you, you don't tend to want to look for horses that are sort of, you know, second or third start blinkers on first time because that's generally just like, oh, what can we do to get this horse to win a race sort of job? It's it's down the track if it's sort of a key race coming up or, you know, fourth or fifth run in. Um, that They're the sort of – that's that's about the age of the horses and the amount of runs you want under the belt before you start looking for these. But there's a couple going around this weekend, actually. We've got – um. We head on down to Sandown, Barbara Raider in race three. It's got earmuffs off first time. So keep an eye out for it. I think it's about $4.80 in the market there. So that's something I'll be looking to um, potentially make a play there. And then we head off to Doombin race four, which I didn't mention earlier, Corf Castle. I think it's its fourth or fifth run in here, but um, blinkers on. Uh, blinkers first time, Jimmy Orman on. That's a big tick. I think it'll be winning race four at Doombin. And I think on review last week, I think we had the um, the trainer combo over in the West. I'm pretty sure we went 0 for four the first four races, and then um and then the the combo saluted in the last with a nine dollar fifty shot. So um yeah, there's sort of the master locks are they're hit and miss, but um yeah, just things to keep an eye out there for for the punters. Absolutely riveting as always there from the master lock himself, the master lock. <laughs> Well, Bean, speaking of Master Lock, there was a long time ago where you were Fetch's biggest fan, and I can't really say that I'm confident that's still the case, but 
He headlines race number seven back up at Doombin over the thousand going first up. O'Day Hoist said, though, they've got a bit of a uh, an assault in this race with Stella Magic, who also goes, a bomb went right. Problem is, are they going to go right, or are you going to find one from your Toowoomba loins that you can feed out to the monks? Because there's also a bloody heap of them going around, too. Yeah, it's sort of like um, it's sort of like Chris Anderson fighting fighting the hoisted <laughs> fighting the hoisted O'Day yard here. Um, look, I mean, if you're going to back fetch, this is the only time to do it. First up over this trip, um, that's basically that's basically the go on a on a relatively good surface or would have been the given it. But um, I'm with um, I'm with an O'Day hoisted runner. I reckon Hold On Honey is a bet here. Um, third on a trial between Zoo Style and Sweet Margot May. It was third last start behind way to the stars and in a sec uh that was that's melbourne form i believe that way to the stars um its record here is just absolutely superior um i think it can be winning this um you know bozza thornton on with the big a few of the big dogs down south and talking benny thompson because i think he'd probably be getting the ride here and i think it can just lead all the way five dollars um is a spoil so i'll be um holding on honey and then counting my checks baby yeah, tend to agree with you there, Ben. And hold on, honey has just been a little bit of an ATM, and I'm happy yep. to stand in line and cash right in on that ATM. Go, go, Bozza. Lloydie, you joining the party or what? Um, I've got absolutely no idea on this race, to be completely honest. So I'll probably say yes. I do think Stella Magic's second up down to 52.5 kilos, though. The stable mate to the top two in the betting, I'll go the outsider of the three. Um, the three O'Day hoisted runners said about that just for something different. Um, she'll get back anyway, but she's always been a horse that just sort of needs to be held up, held up, and then just get one last shot at them. So I'm hoping Barrier 11 snagged back in a race with a lot of speed in it. They might sort of just, you know, they, the runs might come there at Doombin. So show on top. And she, she does handle the soft track too. So if that rain comes in, if that made its way to, to Ascot, Eagle Farm, Doombin, wherever we are, and... It'll be in her life, to her liking. So Stella Magic on top. Yeah, I can probably tell you, mate, it doesn't have to make its way to Doom and Doom and just is a, a heavy all the time these days. So yeah. Must, must be sprinklers the- and sprinklers in Queensland racing. They're just <laughs> they go hand they in hand. I, I reckon even the uh, the toilet line just must be synced up from across the road at the shopping centre that just goes straight down onto the straight because it's just a bowl of <laughs> You're probably right. There's a hole in the sewage. Uh, That's all right. Well, boys, look, if we uh, if we haven't found a winner eight races in, there's one that we can find in future meetings because Moz has a trial hard for us there again. So uh, to reiterate, Lloydie and, uh, and Bean, from race one, Felix the Scat there did trial around at Deegan on Tuesday. So a bit of an interesting... Uh, dynamic there to try them on the tuesday and then go bang on the on the saturday right yeah, yeah but hey must be flying but uh a few of note there beast mode trialed back uh it was super winning its trial pretty damn easy another one that uh we've got a good effectuation with pentito absolutely cruised up in its trial so certainly look for uh for those two coming out but the one i wanted to note and uh there is a bit of rocky form to this one Tony Golan has all that pizzazz. So went around over the 1050, finished second in the trial to midnight in Tokyo. So midnight in mm-hmm. Tokyo, Muggs, you'll know as a, a Casey Fogden Aquas runner, goes all right. Anyway, this thing, midnight in Tokyo, was absolutely ridden out like 
you would not believe uh, in a trial at 10.50. And all that pizzazz, Benny Thompson on board, didn't move a muscle, didn't flinch, and ended up going down by maybe half a length there over the trial. So I think the horses come back absolutely super there. Midnight in Tokyo has contested some big races down in Sydney. So if that's a form line uh, that you've ever seen one, well, see it clearly and get on board. So all that pizzazz, probably won't get a price for it when it comes back to town, but it's one for a, uh, a watching for a big prep. Speaking of big preps here, boys, we're nearly done. That's our prep done and dusted. We've got two more races to survive and always the uh, the Lloydy special in there in between the next couple. He's he's itching to get on screen for his Queensland him segment. He just just had to narrow yeah, down about 17 much. options. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, mate, I hope there's uh, there's not one – well, you might have had one previously in this race because it just seems to like – be horses from here, far, and everywhere going around here in race number eight. Tenzing is the favourite, which I've never heard of uh, really until I've read that name out loud here. Comes from Hawkesbury, now with the Tony Golan Yard. We're starting to see a little bit of that, aren't we, that they're, they're just on the quick transfer and and come up for TJ. Whitewater draws. It's XNZ. it's XNZ as well. That's why I haven't heard of it. It used to run in Trentham and <laughs> Rickerton and <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's I don't think it's Hawkesbury, I think it's Howara or Yeah. Oh well yeah. there you go. Yep. Inzid All right. Well that makes me feel a bit more of an astute form analyst punter then. So I'll take that one. Uh well look, it's a three dollar ninety favorite. Has anyone got a, a handle on this New Zealand form and uh, a little rule I like to play by is you don't back them first up here, but $3.90, someone wants to have a crack. No, I've got absolutely no idea. And for that reason, I am steering well clear of it. Um, White water is just um, unbackable at any price. That's pretty much it to a T. I'm with um I'm with one that I didn't mind I think in a midweek event a few um weeks back and then it was scratch from uh scratch from or it might have been a Saturday race scratch from a Saturday race ran at T bar the night that night I missed it there it was um hillbilly flyer for the Hardy team um three on the trot absolutely airborne um back to town I think um comes here gets the three kilos off Yvette Lewis one for one at this track. It's drawn absolutely horrifically, so it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't checked, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's also non-T-bar Saturday night, so we might be backing it there anyway. But um, I think if it can cross these, I think it can lead all the way. There looks to sort of be a bit of a lack of pace in between, I mean, it and Magnitudo, which will obviously shoot forward. I think if it can cross and take it up, it, it could prove a little bit hard to catch. And with that form on the board, the picket fence is building. I think it can go mighty close to winning this one. Yeah, it was a good winner there at Toowoomba that, uh, that Saturday night because I backed the horse that ran second. Uh, it was also in that same race there at uh, at Dooman and I think it was when the last two races got uh, abandoned there when that storm came oh, over. Oh, that was it, to, yeah. Yeah, they went to Toowoomba. But, uh, yeah, our Magnus got beaten that night. Mate, one horse that comes, I don't know, I don't think it was from the same meeting, but it might have been the, the following Wednesday and um, a horse that, has form around Mr. Omega. Um, Mr. Omega should have won this day. Um, I didn't see its run yesterday. I, I know it didn't didn't figure in the finish, but I'm not sure if it was unlucky or not. But the horse that ran third, that pattern um, from the Jack Bruce stable, Justin Huxtable on board from Barrier Six. I just thought this horse was just just needed that fitness run again. Um, it was three dollars forty favourite that day. Really peaked on its run late, like it sort of hit the front and and just couldn't quite go on with the job. So it comes back slightly from the fourteen to the thirteen fifty. 
Um, we're getting $16 to find out. And I think third up, Cherry Ripe now, this horse, and a little bit of cut in the ground will be to its liking. So, yeah, pattern on top for me there. All right. Well, uh, you two have done pretty well to actually decipher a bit of form there to, to find a tip on top. Uh, one thing that we usually go to is a, a bit of a, you know, we got no idea, which is most races, is Mystic Aroma form. And there was a horse here that does have a bit of Mystic Aroma form, Stormy Rock, uh, Andrew Mallion, Matty Dunn on board. Last start was pretty close there to Ned's Gully, which is going around, uh, well, he's flying at the moment. But what I did note was Jimmy Orman rode that day and he's jumped off to jump on C. Pauling here, which has been crunched in from 20s into $12 for the Barry Lockwood stable. First up, one from one, has only, uh, well, it's a very lightly raced uh, five-year-old with the seven starts. I'm going to trust the other form cheat code, which is just whatever James Orman's on board, to jump on. So we're getting on C. Pauling here for Moz's fan club, which is me, myself, and I. But last form had a pretty uh, pretty decent form lines going through it as well. So not the worst train of thought there, if I uh, must admit. But Lloyd, they're a betting... They're a betting stable too, the Lockwoods, aren't they? Like they, if yeah. they come for one, it's like it's like game on too. Like I know, obviously, a lot of them back them in, but they're definitely a betting. Yeah, they're a betting stable. So if the money's yeah. coming, that's that's a way bigger push, particularly from their team. Yeah, I think uh, I think he just must be pretty well respected, old Bazza too, because he always. You're right. They they always seem to come for his horses, and they always just go up silly odds. It seems uh, up the race has been one and one, but yeah. Something on there, something in that. Something in that indeed. Mate, another thing that something is in is uh, racing and winners and Queensland full stop. So, Lloyd, it's your time to shine, mate. Remind the uh, the mugs of maybe your track history. I don't think you were too lucky last week, but you're starting to build a little bit of a record, which is great. Yeah, well, what, this is the fourth week. I, the first one did get up. The second one, Hey Big Splendor, it goes around at Gatton today, so that says how good it's going. Um, <laughs> and then the, the one on the weekend there at Rocky, still feeling it, and it was because of all the, all the twos in its name. Well, you wouldn't believe it. It ran second. But it was it was a horror watch from the get-go if you were watching it because, firstly, it, got, it was on Sky 2. Secondly, it was split screen with Wyong or Gosford because they were running late. And thirdly, the audio was for the the Gosford race. So there was no audio <laughs> for split screen. And it snuck up the inside and something's flown home down the middle of the track. And, like, they've hit the line together. And pretty much as soon as they've crossed the line, they've just gone full screen, full screen Gosford, popped up with the, the dividends and said, photo finish, and, like, never heard anything. So I thought it had won. Um, it got beaten by $30 shots. So, um Anyway, I'm still feeling the pain from that. But this week, um, we, we've got a track that we haven't ventured to yet for Queensland, him. Um, and that's Mackay. Um, so we're, we've got six of the best up at Mackay on Saturday. And it is the, uh, it's the cutest jewel qualifying, uh, the qualifying day. So race three we're going to. That's the two-year-old cutest jewel um, qualifier. So if you win that, you get into, into the big $500,000 race, uh, Sweet Dolly because I think she won the Mackay qualifier and then won the big one um, a couple of weeks later. And there's a horse in here by the name of Sunny Coast. So don't get mixed up. Um, this is a tip at Mackay for a horse called Sunny Coast. 
right? Um, this horse won, its, won on debut uh, very impressively. They put the money on too. There was a good tip coming around for it. I think it was about six into $3.20. Um, that was on the back of of a three-length Yapoon trial win. Uh, they put it straight out, just absolutely like flying along um, over the 900 metres. Draws barrier five, Chris Whiteley goes on. Um, you know, there's some, got some decent form in there. Bo Rain was a good winner. It's unbeaten, a good winner at Townsville um, on the 21st. So what was that, two days ago, Tuesday. Um, whether or not it runs, I'm not too sure. In evidence goes good. Shamidi, we've seen it down in, uh, down in Brisbane or Sunshine Coast there. But yeah, Sunny Coast, race three, number seven at Mackay for the, the Queensland him. Hopefully my namesake doesn't knock it off in bright bean. That'd be a shame. <laughs> it would be a shame, mate. And you are you are one bright bean. I'll give you that much too. <laughs> well, I think we've just got the perfect Muggs Quinella there at uh, the grand the grand yeah. location that is Mackay Race Club. So, Yeah, blow it up otherwise. <laughs> yep, I tend, tend to agree with that, uh, that statement. Uh, Look, yeah. one place we're probably close to blowing up is Doombin, but Muggs, you've got to stick with it because we've got one more race to go there, and it's a 1350, which is the Doombin special. You won't find 1,350-meter races ran anywhere else. Uh, don't correct me if I'm more than likely wrong. But uh, we've got a mug booker that pops up here, Cepheus. So if you'll, uh, if anyone can actually read my notes that I, uh, I posted with this thing, this horse absolutely flew first up, uh, which was a bit of a shock because none of its form really gets any good until it sort of hits that 1,800, 2,000-metre mark. It's had a bit of a time off from the track. So my notes, were, <coughs> again, don't know the data and stats on this, but when they tend to have a long layoff, second up usually produces a bit of a flat run. So $4.80 is your favourite, but I'm prepared to take myself on with my own black book skills this week and back myself at the same time. So, uh, Lloydy, Brody Loy on board. He reckons the horse is in for a big prep. What do you think of the run? And are you uh, siding or siding against in the last? Yeah, mate, super run. Um, first up, like you said, I don't think any of us expected him to do that over 1,200 metres especially, but also off such a long, a long layoff. You're right. This horse, like, if he can run up to what he did behind Think It Over in a uh, – in the race might have been like a hill stakes or something like that there at the the Sydney Spring Carnival of 2021, I believe, from memory. He'll be, you know, he'd just be winning this. But I don't think he can repeat that second up, like you say. So I'm, I'm against, but I'm very keen to see what he can do. Um, mate, one horse that hasn't got a mention on this show for a long time, but when he was getting mentions, it was only good things. And that's at wit's end. Um, so you might be thinking this horse hasn't won for a long, long time, and you're right, it, he hasn't won since uh, the 7th of August 2021, but he also hasn't run anywhere near sort of the same level um, since then, so it's not like he's been running in tougher races, he just hasn't been able to get back to, to what he was doing, but the, the run first up at Ipswich there on the, on the 16th of February, so last Thursday, um, that was the same sort of figures that he was doing when he was when he was winning. There was money for him. He was beaten by Magic Charlie. He beat home Acrobatic, who ran seconds to uh, to King Kappa the week at the start prior to that. I think if he can sort of improve second up, Barrier 15 sticky, but for an $18 shot that you know we've seen him we've seen him string wins together at uh, Brisbane Metro in the past. I think um, it's really not out of out of reach for him there with the 54 kilos. So at wit's end on top. 
Well, I'm um this is the this is the second uh chance I'm giving it out of the three chances before I've been it. You both have been Rathlin fans in the past. Um missed last start behind Ned's Irish songs and Ned's Gully. I'm not still not sure how he missed Irish Irish songs. I think that was the ex Kurt Goldman runner for memory. Is that right, Lloydie? We had a bit of a yarn about yeah, it was. afterwards. We yeah. screamed and yelled at each other for Did a while it, um... there, Kurt. It used to wear the Western Bulldogs colours, didn't it? Irish songs. <laughs> no. I think it was the, ma- the the Magic Eagle, right? Pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you already know that. Anyway, the Steve, yeah, the the maroon with the white arm man, white cap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sense. drops to 52 kilos. AJ on board. Barrier five. Ned's Gully form is pretty red hot. Irish Songs form is pretty red hot if it's running as well as it can and was down south leading. And I think um, $7, I've sort of got to go back to the well. It wasn't that bad that I can be sort of completely bidding the form. So I'm giving it its second last chance, then last chance. And then I'm um, with the two of you and it'll be out in the sea with a few of my other faves. Yeah, does need does need one more scratching. So it was it was fourth emergency, but there's already three above it out in a big field with, you know, plenty of white barriers in the field. You'd like to think come come Saturday if the rain sort of comes around too that you'll get a run. But just yeah, it'll 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 get a run. It'll be winning. The mugs will fill their boots, and everyone will be um, cheering my name at the end of the day. So um, cheers, lads. They will anyway. They will anyway. <laughs> That's right. Usually it's uh, followed by we want his head, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, speaking of wells, mate, I'm not going back to your well because I have been to that well and it tastes like shit. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sipping from that again. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Roman Aureus another chance. Oh, here uh, we go. Yeah, <laughs> I look, knew this was coming. Looked good, horse. Made a good case for it last start. Probably just 1200 meters is not the go. I'm guessing that was 14 back down to 1200. Gets back up now to uh, maybe his pet trip. He's only missed the place once from 11 cracks here uh, over the tracking distance. So I think the Doombin 1350s more the go. Barrier 13 is probably the tick because a lot of these horses have just drawn shock and like even uh, the the top two there, Cepheus and Turn on the Charm, they're going to want to get back and they're drawing Barrier 1 and 2 out of a field of 7,000. Uh, this could be real messy real early for a lot of horses. So what an absolute shitter of a way to come home at Doombin there. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is done by the time Animo and In Secret have won their respective group ones in Sydney, and we've all had a filler. Yeah, I did want to. I did want to make a case for one other horse in that race, but I also I don't know what I valued more, making a case for this horse or my spot on this podcast. So I did think I did think that the run of joviality last start behind. Oh, King go Cameron away, had... you flea! Yes. No, stop! Yeah. Stop! Just stop! <laughs> yeah. Like you had your Queensland thing, <laughs> but what else do you want from us? Yeah, she drops five and a half kilos here, so she can she can win, but I I doubt it because she's just that horse. Last the last couple of years, she's dropped about forty kilos because she lost two of her legs. So I don't know what yeah, else you want. This is also true. Yeah. Can someone tell me why is um why for the surround stakes is there about half the field with jockeys unknown? I'm pretty sure J Max on Zoo gotcha. Um, just throwing it out there, that is my tip for that race. I'm against in secret. Um, I just think J Mac Waller Polish. I'm happy to be um with Zoo gotcha who has an absolutely outstanding first up record, and loves this track. So um I'm with it in that particular race. Uh, I'm not too sure. They're being great point and great selection. No, well, it's the, wall, it's the Waller, the Mara, and the Snowden horses that haven't got 
haven't got runners uh, riders booked, which is a little bit frustrating from a betting perspective because they they take up most of the market percentage outside of, of course, the favourite. But um, yeah, pretty I'm sure J. Sure. I saw J. Mac was on, but it's all sort of like he's he's been removed. I don't know what's happened. Anyway, yeah, can you imagine Pike would be on? She's a belter. Yeah. You can sort of pick the jockeys that'll be on the, the horses, but it's just, yeah, anyway, that's that's my tip for that race and obviously the big mo dog for the other race. Well, is there a is there a cloud over Zoo Gotcha? Because it was scratched late last uh, start there as well with J Mac on board. Is there maybe something Yeah, apparently she had a apparently she did have a, a track gallop during the week and she passed all the all of Waller's boxes. So I'd imagine she'll have to be vetted today or tomorrow, but uh, Last I heard, she was she was good to go. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't really sunk my teeth into the the race yet. I think in secret it'll be very very hard to beat. But the filly that ran second to her last start, Sunshine in Paris. Uh, yeah, the extra had... trip suits it, doesn't it? Like surely it's a it's a, I, yeah, it's I, a, I, bet, I it's a bet against in secret. If you like in secret, you've got to have a dabble on it at nine dollars for sure. Yeah, she did carry a little bit of residual fitness. She had a last one on Christmas Eve, and then didn't feature throughout January, but she only had one barrier trial and then went to that four, uh, the 1,200 first up against In Secret. In Secret had two barrier trials. Um, hard to know. Like Sunshine in Paris, I would have thought, prefer 1,400. In Secret, weird prep. I don't know why they'd bother. They're going to a new market after here, back to the 1,200 down the straight. Why bother go to the 1,400? I guess they went to the 1,400 for the Golden Rose and then went back to the 1,200 down the straight in the Coolmore and she bolted in. So... I suppose that sort of has yeah, worked. Yeah, same sort of system. Yeah. Before we are, before... She did get before, beaten in that 400 metre run, so, yeah. Yeah. Before we get to best bets, does does Animo get beaten this prep at all? Like, is there anything that can beat him? Nope. Unless Winx is back from retirement. <laughs> he just keeps winning, doesn't he? Like, is it, there's nothing out there that's going to jump out of the ground and knock him off. He was If, it, if he was vulnerable at all, it was first up, right? He's just going to go bang, bang, bang and start ticking him off, isn't he? Well, I think I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you, but the only thing that can beat him is maybe a bottomless uh, Sydney Autumn again. Like that was that was sort of what got him beat in the um, Queen Elizabeth this time last year. But at this point in his career, if it's going to be a heavy 45, they probably won't even run him. They'll just save him for taking him overseas. Speaking of heavy tracks, what is wrong with? Uh, we always question some Chris Waller's placement, but Fangirl. Why have they just not gotten her the hell out of Sydney to Melbourne for a dry track? Honestly, uh, it's 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 mind-boggling um, because I think she's a she's a serious serious horse. Like she she should have beaten I wish I win. Who, well, you know, Blake yeah. here he's, he's sort of like the the sectionals that she that I wish I win ran in that Lightning Stakes last weekend was black caviar esque. Like he he ran thirty one point eight last six hundred. Like. Horses just don't do that, and she's she's gone with him in that that golden golden eagle last year. Um, like she can she can just blow them away in a Doncaster, but you're right, mate. Dry tracks, like surely you surely you throw a nomination in for the futurity this weekend. You accept with both, and you put her on a float today. If the you know if the heavens look like opening up in Sydney. Anyway. Well, they're saying dry. They're saying dry autumn, though, aren't they? Now, isn't that what they've sort of said? It's not going to be as wet. Isn't that what they're predicting? I thought. Yeah, but, dry, but, a dry I mean, autumn means a heavy eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. A dry autumn just doesn't mean, you know, floods. Yeah, yeah that's right. But yeah, oh, yeah, it's a, an interesting one. Um, 
bit of live breaking news for the mugs out there. Zaki won't be lining up next weekend in the Canterbury Stakes. So thank God for our good friends with Futures Insurance, the greatest promotion. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, and, and more breaking news. We currently are going through that market to see what else. Uh, they've already removed him. Dan. They've already taken him out. I know. Well, I've had I've had a, a greyhound about a month ago, all up Animo this weekend, all up Zaki next weekend. So now last leg is just Animo. So beautiful. At two dollars, at like you know, four dollars or something. So <laughs> watch right. it your feet. Watch it your feet. <laughs> No, it just means let's go out with Lloydy Saturday night. He's cashed up, ready to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. He's got the dollars to spend. Yeah. <laughs> Lloydy, you might be even more cashed up because we need to get a living breathing out of you. Let's wrap this up on a high. Best bets, wrap it up. Let's go get some winners, boys. Um, Jeez, I didn't even think about this, to be completely honest. Um, The one in uh, race five, Santero. Race five, horse nine, Orman, O'Day Hoisted, $3.40 with our good friends. You dirty dog! You stole my must. You stole my best. I'm going race four. I'm going to back the Masters lock in here. I think Blinkers on first time. Jimmy Orman, Edmonds team up here to Brizzy. Corf Castle wins at four dollars eighty in the fourth over the eleven hundred and ten meters. Thank you very much. Well, I'll blast out in the last because uh, yeah, and I'm I'm still confident that Roman Aureus has still got it. And what I mean by it is the winning ability to get us uh, over the line and the Moz must win. So we've been on fire with our best. So the pressure's on because we we decided to be transparent and show you how good we really are. And believe it or not, after what, two weeks, we're actually going all right. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we're both I, two out of three, which is all right. <laughs> yeah. And Gentleman Roy in the in the group ones, like if he had a one, I was two from two there, like seeing him like beach balls, boys. Yeah, but he didn't, though, mate. Did he? he ran second? That's the that's the problem with that whole. That, that's you, the problem with that. That, that, that gave you the victory. So we're, yeah, that's we're, true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's right, mate. Look, until a, a big bookie comes to the party and sponsors the mugs, where we have to go with you know the official results, mate. Not first past the post. So you can take it up with them. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, I got paid out. I'm laughing. Buddy um, Muggs. Well, that's uh, that's it from us. Get around your races there, Dooman, because before we know it, we're going to be just Group 1 fever and coming into Sydney for the championship. So this is the time where you need to start looking, but more importantly, start winning because you're going to need that bank. Yep. Cheers, Muggs. Cheers, boys. <laughs>